Hello and welcome to episode 99 on the Everyday Joy podcast. I'm your host, Joy Ravella. Now, tomorrow's episode is the 100th episode and I'm telling you, get ready. I have got an exciting surprise gift treat for you listening and I think you're absolutely going to love it. But also, I have an opportunity through this new thing to love on others as well. More details coming out tomorrow. Right now, though, let's get into today's Bible verse. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 32, the GNT version. It is better to be patient than powerful. It is better to win control over yourself than over whole cities. I've got the amazing Jen here in studio with me. You look very Wednesday Adams. Oh, thank you. I'm not feeling her, though. <laughs> I actually haven't watched that TV show yet. I've heard good things about it. It is really, it's really, really fun to watch. I am a sucker, though. Not a sucker. I mean, I do not deal well with anything like horror, thriller related. Ooh. I just have too much of an active imagination. I watched Jaws when I was 10 years old. To this day, I can't go to bed with my limbs hanging off the end of the bed. (laughs) See, I haven't seen Jaws, but I've been on the Jaws ride at Universal Studios, so I kind of understand. And it is scary. I I understand. Yeah. Even that music gets me. Whoa. Oh, my heart. Stop. (laughs) How do we get here? We are looking at Proverbs 16.34. It's better to be patient than powerful. It's better to win control over yourself than over whole cities. I think my first impression of this verse is think about someone who like conquers an entire city. Like if you think of like a king in the olden days or today, like a politician who's like, yes, I look after this whole area. This verse is saying it's more important that this person can govern their own emotions and govern themselves more so than having the power over so many Mm. people. And I think that just tells me, oh my goodness, like being able to have control and mastery over yourself really matters and it really gives you a different kind of power as well it's like you can count on yourself (laughs) a bit more (laughs) i like that explanation that's really really insightful and it's it's pretty cool how god puts it in that way Um, for myself i read this in two parts so there's patience and there's control and okay so i'm cheeky so i say cheeky things very much like joe chapman (laughs) and so i never pray for patience because i know god's gonna test me but the big part is i think i've accidentally been praying for patience recently (laughs) because of my daughter I'm constantly losing fights with a toddler who's, by the way, not talking as much, but I still lose my fights and I'm always praying, God, please help me. Please help me through this. Um, So that's been a big, big, big change with me. But yeah, don't pray for patience. Uh, (laughs) The second is control. And control in this verse is very fascinating um, because throughout the Bible, God's always telling us, let go of our control over the external environment, everything around us. Mm. Um, But here God's telling us, control ourselves. Yeah, I love that, especially when you feel like you're in an environment where there's a lot that's outside of your control. Mm -hmm. How good is it to know that sometimes 
if you just look after yourself and your emotions within you, then you'll be good. There was a previous episode um, I did with Ash where she talked about anxiety and how it really was uh, an inner battle that she had to overcome and work through. And for you listening, maybe you're walking through something as well and you're like, forget the war outside. You have no idea (laughs) what's going inside of me. Um, But yeah, it it is really uh, a battle sometimes and how lucky are we to have a God who wants to be right there with us. And I think that's what I get away from this verse. This is what it tells me about who God is and what matters to him is that he really cares about what goes on inside of us. Mm. So what does this verse tell you about who God is or what he values? Well, I see that God values obviously self-control. He values the way that we control ourselves because self-control is also fruit of the Holy Spirit. I mean, being a fruit of the Holy Spirit, they're bits and pieces of God. There's bits and pieces that God wants us to have. And um, this self-control is something that can help other fruits of the Spirit. It can help to be patient Mm. because you need that self-control to be calm, collected, and just helps us to make sound decisions and to respond rather than to react. Mm, Yeah, and I think that's one of the things we really wanted to drill down with today's conversation is that self-control isn't a switch you can flick on, like, I am now never going to eat cake again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, cake. Oh, cake. Um, That's really hard to do. And I can speak um, from, okay, a, a real example for myself is... Uh, for the longest time I really did struggle with eating and it's always probably going to be something I have to deal with. I am an emotional eater and a lot to do with my childhood I think links to that. So it's been an ongoing battle and I used to have times where I used to say that's it I'm just not going to eat and it would be like a an all or nothing thing and obviously when you do that to yourself mm. you're not setting yourself up to win. And so after many years of trialing all sorts of things, I realized that the most powerful way for me to build self-control, the most powerful way for me to be patient and gain mastery over myself was through little habits. Yeah. And so I'd begin praying every morning and I would just say, God, this is something that's really taken over my life. Would you help me? And I would ask God to help me think of ideas around habits. And I really began to build them. And I didn't see changes overnight. But if I look back uh, and I say to myself, okay, what was Joy struggling with three years ago versus the Joy struggling with now? And I can say, Yes, like I've come a really long way in terms of self-control and mastery as a result of just habits. That's so cool. <laughs> Thank you. It's been a journey and I will dive into that side of my story a bit later on with these podcast episodes. But Jen, in terms of like habits and self-control, mm-hmm. do you have any stories of how this has come alive in your world? I really do. And I'm giggling about this now because it sounds so silly. And please laugh along with me. <laughs> laugh at my expense. So I had this moment that I forgot. And God be now funny God. He reminded me of this one story that I believe is a very pivotal moment in my self-control journey, if we call it a journey. Um, So in high school, about 16 years old, um, I was tuning in and out what the teacher was teaching. Um, Bad student, really sorry. And she asked me a question. I don't remember the question. I don't know what I answered back, but I rolled my eyes at her. (gasps) Now, 
it wasn't like a small. Like you rolled, her, you rolled your eyes at her face. Yes. Oh, she Jen. was staring at me, and oh. I rolled my eyes. And it wasn't a you know small eye roll. It was the most exaggerated eye roll with the head tilt at the same direction. <laughs> so I wasn't hiding it. And I remember her face going red. I remember her scream. I can actually hear her voice screaming in my head right now going, how dare you roll your eyes at me? Never roll your eyes at me. Now, before this, I thought rolling your eyes was just something funny because all my friends did it. And you see it a lot on like Disney Channel and like all the sitcoms, all the teenagers are like, ah, oh, I roll. Correct. Yeah. So you think it's okay and everyone I laughs. I it was normal. Mm. And um, yeah, it really wasn't. When you're doing it to your teacher, <laughs> she was not happy. And so from then on... I made sure that I didn't roll my eyes and I remember that I had to use every inch of me, every inch of the self-controlling me to not roll my eyes. I would even like close it and then open it again and stare straight. I'd be like, okay, control your eyes, control what's going on. It's not to say I don't roll my eyes now, but I don't roll it as much and oh, gosh, I feel so bad for the teacher. <laughs> I'm still giggling over it. Well, I think what your story and my story sort of put together is this fact that in terms of habits, there's power in putting in new habits yeah. and there's power in taking away old habits. And maybe for you listening today, there's an area in your life that you are really struggling with um, or an area in your life where you're like, I really need to gain a handle on this. Mm-hmm. Maybe for you, it's adding a new habit what could that look yeah. like? Uh, maybe for you, it could be taking away something. What's something you do all the time that results in a certain kind of behavior or outcome? And can you alter that a little bit? So that could be something that you do today. Jen, as we wrap up today's conversation around habits and self-control, what would be your final thought or encouragement for someone mm-hmm. listening today? Yeah, well, you can definitely do it. Because in both our situations, the most common thread, like you said, is that we consciously made that decision and made it a habit. And God understands. He understands that things are hard for us to do. And well, that's the beauty of God is that he's so forgiving in that area. And he gave us the free will and the ability to make these choices, good or bad. And so God is teaching us in all circumstances. As we wrap up today's episode, I know that it can be so easy to look at that thing that you want to change, that area in your life you wish you had some more control over, whether it's your temper, whether it's your laziness, whether it's an attitude or a behavior that you have, and you just look at it thinking, man, how am I even going to begin changing this thing? Because it's been this way for years and years. Well, I think that's where God comes in. Because he encourages us to grow in self-control, which means he's going to help us get there. And one of the most amazing tools that we have to help us along that journey isn't to flick this self-control switch, but to enable and disable small little habits that get you there. So whatever it is that you're trying to gain mastery over, what's either one little habit you can begin instilling in your life Or what's one little thing that you can take away? For example, simple little example here. Let's say you really want to drink more water. That's your thing. And you've never been someone who drinks a lot of water. 
well, instead of just suddenly saying to yourself, okay, from tomorrow, 10 glasses of water, no excuses, maybe you could say to yourself, all right, here's what I'm going to try to do. Before I go to bed, I'm going to drink half a cup of water and just see where that takes you over the next couple of weeks. Then add in a glass, add in another glass and you get the picture. I guess what I'm trying to say is that it's so much easier to live out this verse when you break it up into small, manageable chunks, rather than going at it full throttle and then feeling really discouraged when you don't meet your goal. This way, you truly can take it step by step, of course, with God along the journey. Well, that wraps up today's episode on the Everyday Joy podcast. As I mentioned earlier, a special surprise for episode 100 tomorrow. So make sure you stay listening. If you haven't already, do leave a five-star written review. I'd love to share it with the other podcast listeners. And ultimately, it helps spread the word as well. I look forward to catching up tomorrow on the Everyday Joy podcast. 